1: Welcome to another Giant Splash Podcast. I'm Henry Shulman, the Giants Beat Reporter for the San Francisco Chronicle, and Today, I am honored to sit down and talk about baseball and life and a whole bunch of other stuff with one of my colleagues, Bruce Jenkins, who is the author of the Three Dot Lounge that appears every Saturday in the Chronicle. And he has been a a sports columnist at the Chronicle now since 1989. He's been a sports writer since the 70s. And if you watch it on TV or you attend it, he's covered it. Great guy, funny guy, and we will chat right after this. Henry Shulman back with you uh, for another Giants Splash podcast, although I think this one would be better called uh, Two Altacacas Talking Baseball. (laughs) I'm here with Bruce Jenkins, my colleague at the Chronicle, an honor to have him as my colleague at the Chronicle. How are you doing today, Bruce? Well, good, Henry. You know, between us, we have over
0: 200 years of experience, and I think the fans are going to enjoy that special perspective that we have.
1: Yeah, I, I have the original Spalding baseball that Mr. Spalding himself gave me in a case. Yeah, you know, Abe
0: Lincoln was a really good company. You know, they portrayed him as kind of a grouch. He was pretty fun after a
1: couple beers. And he wasn't a bad shortstop. <laughs> so uh, I was asked today on uh, radio uh, that, uh, before the home opener here, uh, what my first opening day was to work, and I had to think about it. It was an 88 and uh, Steve Sachs hit a home run at Dodger Stadium the very first batter the Giants faced all year off Dave Dravecky Dravecki went out to went on to pitch a, a three hit uh, I'm sorry three hit complete game not a shutout uh, what was yours
0: well my first uh, home opener I, I want to say it was back in the LA days uh, maybe even at the LA Coliseum wouldn't have been in 58 the first year very possibly 59 uh, that was their second year in LA and they wound up winning the whole thing um, but I I don't have any crystal clear memories. I, I always go back to Kevin Elster at, at, at you know at this ballpark. You, you say home opener. I think Kevin Elster hitting three home runs. And, oh, my God, it's, it's a bandbox. You know, we, we drew our conclusions. You know, that was yeah. pretty memorable.
1: Yeah. In fact, uh, I, somebody just uh, posted, like, on Twitter the other day, what are your favorite Giants opening day memories? And just to be a smart aleck, I put that one down. There was actually an exhibition game before that. Now, I can't remember if it was the Brewers or the Yankees, but there was something like seven home run hits. And I remember the pitchers were, were already – moaning and complaining about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's a a pitcher's nightmare is what it is. (laughs) Exactly.
0: It's uh, sort of
1: like Philly today. You don't want to go in there. You don't want to go into this ballpark, San Francisco, man. The ball's flying out of there. Yeah, well, uh, you know, uh, and actually... They build their team around pitching, and that drives the fans nuts a little bit doesn 't it because we 're in an era where you really people want to want to hit home runs and they don 't draft guys to hit home runs they don 't sign guys to nine figure contracts to hit home runs um, you think that 's been a good strategy here well yeah, i mean uh, mostly because
0: not a lot of free agents are going to want to come here the big power guys it 's just it's just natural i mean uh, it, it's it's a tough hang, you know, and and because of that, and you, you you're never going to how many uh, great power hitters are you going to be drafting and developing in the minor leagues? there would be some good players, but you know, to get a, a kid who's going to be a 35. Homer uh, guy here isn't just isn't realistic, and it's just in, in general when you have a big ballpark to have great pitching, uh, it's invaluable. You know, we grew up with the Dodgers. The Dodger Stadium seemed like a lot bigger now than then than it is now, but uh, it, it was a good pitcher's park. But uh, and I'm just rooted in in uh, the knowledge that uh, a, a real good uh, pitching duel is is still is still very uh, compelling. And uh, I, I think the fans around here have, have come to appreciate a team with good pitching. And, and you know, it's, just, it's brought them so far. And the memories are still pretty fresh.
1: Yeah, not the not my fans on Twitter, my followers <laughs> on Twitter. You know, uh I mean, it, it it we're we're living in a video game culture and I think that what's happening is that the commissioner of baseball is not trying to necessarily take that much time off the games. I mean, he is a little bit what he wants is he wants more he wants more action and less time between the action uh because uh, people are just used to I mean, everybody has ADD now. Mm-hmm. Uh and you know, people people not, I mean, all right. This I don't get, and I realize I'm not a young man, okay? You're not a young man. You're less of a young man than I am, thank goodness. I'm an old man, is yeah. what we're saying. <laughs> but but now but Sue so our Susan Slusser has written about this. People will pay money to go into an arena and watch watch people play video games on a giant screen. Could you imagine doing that?
0: Well, no, I video games are a complete mystery to me, and uh, I, uh, I didn't grow up with them. You know, Pac-Man is about as far as I got, just watching other people play Pac-Man, but uh, it's, just, it's just a different generation. Uh, you know, today, uh, grown men spend every waking second playing video games. It's amazing, and uh, good for them. It must be a heck of a lot
1: of fun, but I'm not, I'm not there. Oh, I, w- I was the 1979 Cal State Northridge Pong champion. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite a distinction. I think you uh, you
0: replaced uh, the great uh Billy Wailu, the bowler who was,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who had that distinction. Yeah, you know, uh, it's funny. Uh, th- speaking of, th- th- I was just in the uh, visiting clubhouse, and there's a, a new neat sculpture in there that was made completely out of bats that Abe Silvestri, the uh, visiting clubhouse manager, a, a friend of his, did. And when we were in San Diego for the for the opening series. They had put a foosball table in the clubhouse. I'm just thinking of that because I actually mm-hmm. was a good foosball player mm-hmm. in college. I majored in foosball, <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I, they were playing the game, so the players were playing before opening day and uh, I told Tony Watson that you know if you maybe the last game of the season uh, when we're there because you know it'll be you know more relaxed maybe you can put me on your team Mm -hmm. and we'll see if I can help beat you know a team of I don't know Pablo Sandoval and Gerardo Parra and he just looked at me and he said "Uh, I don't think this machine is going to last here (laughs) for uh, the entire season. And then I started thinking about it, and I go, yeah, you know what? The first time Angel Hernandez is behind the plate, <laughs> yeah. that machine is that, – that foosball table is gone. Yeah,
0: yeah well, I'm, I'm going to look up the old footage of you in your prime. They say that your, your foosball feats are really astounding. So I, I better, I'm i going to look at that before that table disappears.
1: Well, um, <laughs> I, I do have uh, a couple of Betamaxes of me that actually show me winning a couple of foosball tournaments in, in 1979. Um, so – just to ask you about the Giants, I mean, you got to watch them in spring training. You've watched them for a week now. Uh, they're trying to stay optimistic with this team. Do you have any optimism at all about this team? I just have optimism
0: in that I, I, I think there will be a lot of fun to the season. I, I don't think there's any cause for thinking it's going to be a complete disaster, um, you know, uh, to project them as a playoff team. is just not realistic. But they've been creeping toward getting big league players at every position. The infield was obviously covered, catcher. Uh, and, you know, now that they've got uh, – Pilar and Para and Duggar looks like a player. The outfield is, you know, it's pretty good. Uh, it's certainly the, – the only, the only thing about it when, it, when I think about the Giants and look around, there are so many teams, Henry, uh, around baseball that are have double the run production – Potential of the Giants—it's just that's just a fact. Uh, even in their own division, maybe even San Diego, for all we know. And that's you know that's a tough hang, but I I, I think they've got a representative club. As, as I said, I, I really like good pitching. I love watching Derek Rodriguez. I love watching Bumgarner. They've got a ton of good relievers. They got kids in the minor leagues who have a lot of potential in pitching. So I mean, I think I think they're they're going they're definitely a representative team. They're hardly a disgrace. They're not the Miami Marlins. They've tried hard, and I'm interested to see what moves
1: might be following. You know, uh, just as an aside, uh, that's the second time in an answer that you said tough hang. Is that a Malibu thing? Because in the Fairfax District, we didn't say that. I was the first. It was either me or Sean Penn to say he was a Malibu neighbor, uh, tough hang uh, way way back in
0: a cloud of marijuana smoke. So that's... uh,
1: it's distinguished is what it is. Okay. And if you're listening, children, remember, stay in school and don't do drugs. Um, well, you know, I think it, it, the best case to me is if this is like 2008, when they, 2008, they draft, you know, they had Lincecum, they drafted Posey, and at the end of the year, Pablo Sandoval came up. And, they, you know, there, there may not be uh, a, a, a Lincecum here right now. I don't even know if there's a... A panda that is down in the minors is ready to come up this year. What I'm looking for is that surprise in the minor leagues from a position playing standpoint. They have a lot of pitching down there, but a little surprise from a pitching uh, position player standpoint like Matt Duffy I was, was say, a few yeah. years mm-hmm. ago uh, to come up and then go, you know what? Yeah, panic. Mm-hmm. And, and Maybe maybe this will be the you know the year that, that you have an outfielder who comes up and I don't know who it is right now uh, and Joey Bart might even come up. I mean, are you looking forward to seeing him play? Joey Bard absolutely, I feel like going down to San Jose while he 's still there before they
0: promote him to double uh, a absolutely he 's just he seems like he 's got everything it takes um, and, and you know, like you say you just never know I mean Cody Bellinger was a kid with like no power in high school and even when he broke into the big leagues all of a sudden now he's one of the great sluggers in the game you, you can be surprised and and you know you, you, you trust the eyes of your scouts and your data and maybe you, you uncover somebody like that and I think you know I think the fans are, would be wise to follow the minor leagues uh, Bart particularly Ramos and uh, there's so many uh, young pitchers you've listed in print that are going to be worth watching and uh, so it's certainly not a not
1: destitute down there what 's print uh, what happens is <laughs> <laughs> all right i 'll edit that out if I want to save my job no don 't edit it out um, you know uh, so the first night of the minor league season was yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, I, and I'm, we're recording this on Friday before the home opener the it was th- Thursday night was the first um, and all four Giants minor league teams in action won. They even got a walk-off hit in Sacramento from the great Bravek Valera. Bravik <laughs> Bravik. <laughs> I mean, where have you been all my yeah, life? I was nearly named Bravek. They settled on Bruce at the last minute. Yeah, they shortened it at Ellis Island is what happened.
0: <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah, I, and believe me, fans. Following the minor leagues is really interesting. I mean, you can all the stats are there, uh, the box scores. You can see some video clips, and and once you get attached to it, it's kind of a fun, you know, d- diversion to see what guys are doing. You know a little bit more about them when they do come up, and of course, Joey Bart, head and shoulders. I think right now, I mean, he's he's the guy. Um, it's a little bit awkward for Posey because he's the guy now but you know Bart someday will be the catcher on this team and he's got a good attitude about everything he's going to Probably make his way through the minor leagues at a pr- pretty rapid pace, uh, but he's got what? Do, what? What doesn't he have? He seems to have everything you're looking for.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I'll I'll add just on a non-player standpoint. Um, I mean, I've I've never been to the park in Richmond or Augusta, but I will say that Sacramento has an absolutely beautiful ballpark mm-hmm. uh, where the River Cats play, and San Jose has an absolutely non-beautiful, but great old Cal League ballpark with some wonderful barbecue, mm-hmm. and the people who run it down there do a great job with the promotions. And if you are in Richmond, you can go see the Flying Squirrel and, and their their mascot, Nutsy. <laughs> <laughs> and they've added the Soaring Raccoon this year, which is, uh, I tell you, they're all under the varmints down there. Yeah, I was hit in the head by a Soaring Raccoon <laughs> once. I think I have that on Betamax as well. And you were playing the trombone and never missed a note. I love that. Yeah, you know, I, I gotta play it more. Uh, I, I do live in an apartment building, and uh, I have neighbors I have to be concerned about. But you know what? They don't really care about me. So uh, you might hear stars and stripes from ever, forever from my, my uh, apartment tonight.
0: Well, I'm glad you still have the chops. You know, Henry was quite a trombone player. He was like an all-star trombonist in L.A. when they assembled the, the kids to play at uh, at the Super Bowl?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. The, I was in the Los Angeles All-City Marching Band. It was five City. kids from all from every high school. Yeah. And um you know, uh, so we would uh, we were actually gathered just for the Rose Parade, the Tournament of Roses in Pasadena. But then we also got hired, quote unquote, to do the Super Bowl one mm-hmm. time. And uh, as long as we transitioned into music, uh, I I read this book that you wrote about your dad. Uh, and uh, if you do, if you don't mind, just relating really quickly, the name of the book. Uh, who your dad was Uh, it's an absolute remarkable read you have to read it
0: oh I really appreciate that Henry my dad Gordon Jenkins was a very prominent uh, arranger, composer, and conductor worked with Frank Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald, Judy Garland the whole shot Uh, he died of ALS in 1984 and I took it upon myself to research his life you know from I don't know kids of our age the, the the fathers no matter how much successful they were they, they didn't really talk a lot they they were not everyone of course there were a lot of chatty annoying people too but I knew an awful lot of dads who had done a lot of stuff and never really talked about it they weren't boastful and you had to kind of pry it out of them and I had never sat down to interview my dad but I, now he's gone but I interviewed everybody else I could find I spent more than 10 years it's almost 17 years before the book came out I actually sat down with Sinatra for heaven's sakes for an hour uh, which was very hard to do even if you're Walter Cronkite that's how much he thought of my dad and uh, put it together uh, really the project of a lifetime it was extremely satisfying it's called uh, book is called goodbye which is a famous song that he wrote was Benny Goodman's theme song when he signed off uh, in search of Gordon Jenkins
1: yeah and uh you know uh, one of Gordon's uh masterpieces was uh I think it was like a 15 minute mini opera called uh, Manhattan Tower yeah. and um uh, I, I guess the word you would use to describe it is schmaltzy and I, th- I remember yeah. the funny thing from your book was uh Frank actually pointed you I believe to a guy who hated your dad and uh yes. you went to talk to him mm-hmm. and you actually put a chapter in your book uh about uh, with this guy just just ripping your dad I mean that that's really objective journalism Well yeah I mean otherwise the thing's just
0: dripping with maple syrup you know I mean people loved him and they loved the, the schmaltz they loved the dramatic violins it's certainly on everybody but, but Jonathan Schwartz who's a prominent radio voice in New York is the all time Gordon Jenkins hater so I figured well, I gotta talk to this guy you know so I'm in New York the great thing about doing the book when I did is that we were traveling all over the place with the Chronicle I, I was in Chicago I was in St. Louis and I could do to interview people that were there um, so I, it was, it was a like third floor Radio City Music Hall. His little apartment up there. He goes he, uh, on the phone. He goes, well, as long as you're not going to punch me in the nose, come on up. <laughs> and we had a very civil conversation on how much he really disliked my dad. <laughs> uh, which, yeah, I, I thought that that did bring a little balance to to the book. I also interviewed his uh, first wife, who he left for my mom, and left her pretty much mentally in shambles, and it was incredibly depressing. I walk out of there going, oh, my God, you know. Uh,
1: But, you know, it adds a little bit, uh, you know, warts and all sort of thing. Right, yeah. and uh, it, great book, and, and you can find Manhattan Tower on yeah. iTunes. I downloaded it. I, it's it, it's, it's so schmaltzy. funny. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in a in a, in a twenty ten, I think it was written in the fifties, right? Yeah. And, but in a twenty 40s, in the forties, yeah. in a twenty nineteen world, it's actually hilarious to think how popular this thing was. Um, and uh, I mean, uh, so you uh, you live by the beach, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you surf. You actually are a surfer at the age of ninety two. You still go <laughs> yeah. out there yeah um, uh, but you're you're going to be laid up for a while aren't you
0: yeah i got a knee replacement coming up at the end of the month and that's going to put me out of it uh i think after two or three weeks uh, i'll be able to sit down to my computer and write from home which i do a lot anyway but you won't see me driving or at the ballpark for probably three months i guess tom, oh my goodness well tom fitzgerald a colleague uh, had his done and the whole rehab th- t- you're not normal for like a year he said uh, so it's it's going to be a, uh, quite a slog. Uh, that will not be hitting the water,
1: or even you know, it'd be tough just sitting in the kitchen. Well, I think that uh, I think the the lesson from all this is that the Chronicle definitely needs a younger staff, and we're <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: we're trying. Uh, Connor Latorno is yeah. about he's about fourteen, and we have Matt Kawahara who's twelve, and uh, whatnot. Well, listen, Bruce, this was uh, this was great. I love sitting down talking to you. I wanted to get you uh, on tape today because I knew you were going to have the uh, the knee replacement pretty soon, mm-hmm. and uh, I just hope you you feel better a lot sooner and it's an honor to be your colleague
0: hey believe me it's an honor to be on with you henry you we've had a lot of great beat writers at the chronicle you're right there at the top and uh a real pleasure thank you and thank you
1: well there you have it two old men talking into a tape recorder i want to thank bruce jenkins for joining me on this giant splash podcast and we will have many more as the season unfolds giant splash is part of the san francisco chronicle podcast network audrey cooper is editor-in-chief if you like this show we'd love it if you would subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts and if you have a minute or two to give us a quick review that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing follow me on twitter at hank Schulman or you can email me at h shulman at Support Giant Splash and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions available. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.